Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching, that's who we are, Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Act, action, culture, leadership, this is what we do. This is what we're about tonight. We're going to talk about, sometimes, let's be honest, Rich, sometimes we hammer on leaders, don't we? We, Yeah, we do. Some, occasionally. Not too much. Not all the time, but we, we do. I think it's uh, it, it's just what we do. It's kind of what we do just to get your attention, even if only to annoy you. But the, 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 the real intent here is to help leaders maybe have a wake-up moment and say, you know, what's really going on with what I'm doing with the people that I'm leading, my organization? Just kind of a wake-up here, okay? This time, we're going to take a little different approach. We're going to talk about leaders. You've got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your people. And you can take care of business. What do you need to do? Because we know that there's a lot of type A people out there, a lot of people driving and driving and driving hard. And we've talked about addictions. We've talked about places that you get yourself in trouble. You know, as a way to handle the stress. And uh, sometimes those are not good for you. They can get you into real bad places in a lot of different ways, not only with yourself, with your relationships at home. Uh, even with your own business, your own organization, your board of directors. There's just some things that we do. But we, we're looking for something, some way to get some comfort, some way to get some relaxation, some way to just, you know, help us move out of all that stress and tension, which can be enormous. Granted, it can be enormous. So here we are, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey. We're going to be talking about self-care and leadership today. So let's begin. Right. Why don't you and I, just so that people don't think that we're living in some sort of plastic bubble right yeah uh, why don't we just share our own experiences about not taking care of ourselves and the results that that have happened so lead off rich tell us about your experience of not taking care of yourself all right well i, I gotta tell you we get a lot of people asking us where do you get all the information from the topics that you you present is it just because you want to be a, an executive coach or is it because you've actually had these experiences um, in real life or throughout your career? And I can tell you that we have had these experiences in our career. That's why we pick the, the topics that we talk about, because it's things that we see not only with ourselves, things that we've gone through and the, the years of experience we've had, or we've been around those people that have gone through this. Tonight's topic is kind of near and dear to my heart. It really is because literally, literally, it, 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 it literally close to my heart, if not my heart. 
<laughs> we're, we're, we're going that direction here. So really, we're talking about why self-care is vital for leadership. And I got to tell you, it's, it's sometimes the vulnerability, the appearance to others that you may be weak, that you've got to keep up this strong outer shell. You know, something that when I was younger, and this was years ago, um, you know, I was in my late 30s uh, working for an organization. I had about 100 direct reports, multiple departments, and was very busy uh, and trying to keep up this persona that that you're infallible, that, you know, you you can do anything, that you set your mind to it, that as a leader, you're strong and nothing's going to get to you. Well, uh, one day uh, at work, I was walking from uh, one of the departments I managed to another one. And uh, on the way, I just started to feel out of sorts, if you will. Um, kind of getting a little bit lightheaded, um, clammy, uh, a little bit dizzy, um, started getting tunnel vision. And I was thinking, man, I must be coming down with the flu or something. I'm not feeling so good. So went back uh, to my office, sat down for just a minute. And as I sat down, I just kind of started getting crampy. My body was cramping. And mostly, you know, I was thinking it was, it was down my shoulder, up in my shoulder, kind of down my arm. And I felt... Really, it felt like I'd been, you know, at the gym, been been working out. No big deal. And so I called my wife. I worked about 45 minutes away from home. And, and my wife, uh, just so you know, is a medical professional. She's been in outpatient uh, pediatric oncology for over 30 years and worked uh, with pediatric uh, patients. So very knowledgeable, um, very qualified. And I called her up and I said, hey, you know, I think I got a bit of the flu. I'm going to go home. And she says, ask me, she goes, what's going on with you? You don't sound the same. You don't sound yourself. And I said, well, I think I'm coming down to the flu and kind of told her what was going on. And she says, don't go anywhere. You're having a heart attack. And I'm like, baloney. That's bull crap. I'm not having a heart attack. I'm 37 years old. I'm healthy, active. I'm not having a heart attack. She says, you are having a heart attack. Do not go anywhere. You need to get help now. And I'm being the, uh, you know, the listening person I was at the time, you know, thought, you know, you're, you're, this is nonsense. You're quite a ways away from me. You can't see me right now. I'm going home. I'm going to go home, you know, 45 minutes away. So I said goodbye, hung up the phone and headed out the door. And immediately my boss um, come running and caught me. She had called my boss and said, don't let him leave. He's having a heart attack. Well, my boss had had some medical experience, too, and he come up and got me and he says, and he goes, if you could see the way you look right now, you're not going anywhere. And he said, you look horrible. And I, of course, I argued with him because I knew for a fact I wasn't having a heart attack. Well, long story short, after a whole lot of uh, convincing me to go and me not really convinced I should go, ended up at the hospital. And um, after several arguments with the medical staff there. Sure enough, I was having a heart attack. And it was a serious wake-up call for uh, for dealing with stress, for dealing with other things in my life. You were not that old. 37 that years old. part of the whole much. He's something of fighting it. I'm not that old. No, I would, that's exactly what I'm telling them. There's no way I'm having a heart attack. That's for old people. That's for people that are, you know, much older than I was. Uh, you know, 
but here I am dealing with this, all these things in my life, not really having an outlet, you know, and I, and I've got a family at home. I have kids at home. I'm, you know, got responsibilities. And of course you're not gonna, you don't want the world to know that you're infallible, that you're in fact a human being, that you're flawed. You have these things going on with you. And if you don't take care of yourself or have an outlet for stress, these things happen to you. And so it, it, it was a definite wake up call. And since that time, you know, it, it was it was something that really made me look back and think, what am I doing in my life? You know, how am I not taking care of myself? I'm, I'm loving my work. I love what I do. I love my family. We're very active in the outdoors. But what's, you know, what caused this? And it really took me some time to step back and think, you know, you're right. There is, I did not, I was not practicing, you know, any way to take care of the stress that we teach now. You know, things that we want others to understand the importance of taking care of yourself. It's not just about what you're going to get in your out of your work, the perks, whatever. You know, it's not about that. You need to take care of yourself as well, because let's face it, being in some of these leadership positions is not easy. Sometimes you are going to go through these stressful times. It's a given. It's an absolute given. Those things are going to happen. It's absolutely true. And I, I had my own bout. I had, uh, I was working my own business. I had a number of coaches that were working under me that I trained and I, that we managed those folks as well. And I was working a lot of hours coaching on top of managing all these coaches and training them. And uh, I got on some pills, some medication prescriptions. And at some point they just kind of overtook me. And I was just, I was at some point laying in front of my, my desk here, felt like the my heart was going to explode out of me. It wasn't a heart attack. It was an anxiety attack. And I had two or three of those over a short period of time. I started going, there's something seriously wrong. There really is something wrong. And I, I realized it was the combination of medications that I had taken. That was not a good thing. My doctor probably should have been watching that a little bit more carefully. I should have maybe been communicating to him a little bit better. And so I just went cold turkey. 30 days of hell. 30 days of hell coming off those medications. But it taught me a lot in terms of uh, got to manage the stress better, got to manage it better. And so there's going to be highs and lows when you're going through your leadership cycle of, you know, leading your team, leading your organization. The key thing here to remember is the more stress that you have, it feels like the more driven you've got to be about these things. And you've got to do the absolute counterintuitive thing. You've got to slow it down. If that means you go to the gym twice a day. In the morning and then at the end of the day then then do that and certainly we would say in along with that go see your freaking doctor you know we're not doctors we don't know we, yeah. we can't claim to do that you you gotta just we're just talking about life here uh but go see your doctor get a full medical you know do you need to you know what else do you need to do get the blood stuff going the blood tests going get all the stuff that you need because if you're not around you can't lead anybody that's a fact. That's a fact. So just simple stuff that we can tell you. I tell you the biggest thing that when you're under a lot of pressure, that's hard to get. Sometimes it's even hard to get, make time for, let alone to actually, once you're there to do it, is sleep. They have found that people that will just get seven and a half hours of sleep a night, it makes a huge difference between those people 
they get that much. Maybe they need a little bit more, but at least seven and a half. And those that only get six, six and a half. The, the difference is huge. You wouldn't think that, but it is one of those things that is absolutely huge. So sleep is the main thing. You got to rest. You got to rest your body. You got to rest your brain. You got to rest your nervous system. That's a big deal. What else can they do? You know, it's there's there's quite a few things you can do, uh, Michael. And I'll tell you what. One of the things that has really helped me, uh, you know, deal with stressful situations in my life, and that's starting the day off with something I truly love. Now, I have been a lifelong musician. Uh, worked in Nashville for uh, some time. Toured with uh, you know quite a few different people for a while. Some fairly big names, and I love, and as well as you know, with some great people around the country. And so I love music. It, it is really my my one of my first loves. So starting the day off with just sitting at the piano or picking up my guitar or something like that and just playing something. Doesn't have to be anything. Just could be something, you know, even if it's running scales, even if it's just playing something I hadn't played for years or something I really like. But it starts and it's even if it's just for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I start the day off with something I love. And that that could be, you know, get up instead of, of being so stressed, sleeping to the point where the, the alarm clock goes off, you got to jump up, dress, run to work, whatever it's going to be. Start a little bit earlier and, you know, go to the gym and I'll read. I know a lot of people who that's their one of their favorite times of the day, you get up and just read uh, different things. But whatever it is, start the day with something you love. And that's one of the best pieces of advice I can give you. Um, just to prepare yourself for what's coming throughout the day. I agree. I like to do the music thing at night. You know, I listen to the old rock and roll stuff, the old bands. Mm -hmm. I love to just put them on for like, you know, 15, 30 minutes. I don't know what it does. It just really relaxes me. My favorite thing in the morning to do to get going is I do prayer and meditation. That's that's something that really helps me get my head in the right place. Start moving ahead. Another thing that I do and I recommend to my clients, and you've heard it as well, is take the time to journal. Take yes. the time. And it, it's like one of those things. It's like I got to hurry and get to work. I get things going. Man, that is the wrong place to be. I mean, I cannot tell you about that. It's so wrong. I mean, it's the OODA loop. That when you take a look at what they do, though, you know, these these military guys that are flying jets and how do they really do it? So they're dog fights and all that kind of stuff. So they don't get caught off guard. Of course, they got lots of instrumentation now. But before uh, they had to slow it down. That was it. You know, slow it down. Just observe what's going on. You know, orient yourself after you see how the enemy is flying. Make a decision and then take action. And you repeat that cycle again and again and again. That's what saved the bacon of a lot of these flyers because they use that slow it down, take a yeah. look. Then you make your decisions after you've oriented and da, 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 da. If that would work for great jet pilots or like at the top of their game anyway, why wouldn't that work for leaders? Huh? Seems like it just might. Exactly. Because it's not about the flying. It's about the brain. It's about how you manage your brain. A journal is a great way to slow it down. So that you can start seeing things clearly and understanding things. A lot of stuff can get going on in the head. That yeah. stuff can just become distraction. It can become overwhelming. It can become so preoccupied I can't even think. Well, slow it down. You know, there's some tools. We've got some great tools that we can teach leaders that can really help them out a lot. Absolutely. So what else you know, would you suggest? 
I got, I got to tell you, Michael, when I, when I first met you, you were teaching a, a course. And you talked a lot, right in those first courses, talked a lot about that brain dump, that journal. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Put it all on paper. You know, not just at the end of the day, but throughout the day. Yeah. Write something down. Keep that journal with you and just get rid of, of the Put it on paper. Get it out of your head. And you'd be surprised how much that helps you. Here's the thing. Let, let me ask you guys. If, if the strongest leader you knew was struggling with stress or they were struggling with, you know, things in their, their work environment, what would you advise them to do? Would you stand back and watch them auger in? Would you stand back and, and say, you know, I can't approach this person because they're strong. You know, they're going to make it through this. Or would you take the time to say, hey, you know, I've noticed this about you. You need to take maybe maybe take a breather, slow it down. Um, and for you leaders out there that feel like you're so um, you nothing can can penetrate that skin of yours. Nothing can invincible. Armor. You're invincible. That this that this is a sign of weakness. Self care is a sign of weakness. You are absolutely wrong. I cannot be I cannot stress enough how wrong you are because this, you know, being in a leadership position at best at times is is stressful. There are other times it's worse than that. That's why it's it's important that we're strong, but we're also vulnerable. We're humbled. We're we're we have this humility. Good and strong leaders have the humility and can take advice from others can take advice from others and realize the importance of self-care, of doing that thing that they can get rid of all of this stuff and let, instead of letting it build up like I did and ending up fighting your way to the hospital to find out you've had a heart attack. So, I saw a great cartoon that covers that, yeah. this whole thing. This guy's sitting on the, you know, on the bench that they have at the doctor's office and the doctor's talking to him. He's saying, asking him, uh, so you're not willing to take one hour out of 24 hours to take care of your health. So does that mean that you're willing to take 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year to be dead? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. A wake up call. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff out there. And you probably leaders, you are probably already know what those things are. You're just not doing them. Why right. aren't you doing them? Because you already know them. Maybe some things that you have to learn, but maybe part of it is that you're not, you have no one really to hold you accountable. Kind of like Rich. He was, I'm not having a heart attack. I got a cold. I got something going on. Me, I got all those hours, all these all these coaches I've got going on. I can take it. I can take it. We think that we're stronger than we actually are. Case after case where the leaders just start breaking down because they're not that strong. They're not invincible. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like Rich saying, you can, you know, you're vulnerable. We're all human when it really comes down to it. Yeah. But there's probably some level that you're just not being held accountable. And if that, if you don't, if you're, if you're not being held accountable in one area, this pivotal area of health, I'll guarantee you there are other areas in your life and in your leadership in particular that accountability needs to really be looked at because we we cannot be objective about ourselves. That's the law of objectivity. You cannot be objective because you are the subject. You get it? And that's where an executive coach, leadership development can really be a great help help to you. And not only in the setting up a schedule of self-care, but also bringing out the best 
in you as a leader. Let's help you do that. We can make that happen for you. Absolutely. Rich, how do you get a hold of us? Well, easiest way, go to our website, executiveleadersactilec.com, and look us up. Connect with us. Let's talk. Let's, uh, you know, this this is your call to action. So look us up and let's 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 talk and let's get on to the next step with you because we want to help. We want to help you become the best leader you can possibly be, and help you understand what that is and how how you can do that yourself. We're here to coach you along the way. You're the one that's going to do the work, the heavy lifting. We're here to help you. If you're ready. If you're ready, we're ready. Shout out to people that are watching us in Pasadena, California. Thanks so much for joining us and being part of Pasadena. our audience. Pasadena, California. Is that the, the little old lady from Pasadena? Is that, that is her, the Beach Boys. Go visit her often still. That's right. Ones that are alive. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stress out at work. That's right. All right. What a great well, band they were indeed. Yep. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate uh, the support. Appreciate the love and uh, have a great night and we will see you soon. All the best to you, Take folks. Care. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.